And I'll take with me the memories To be my sunshine after the rain It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday Episode 50 of Wolves Cast, a show celebrating 13 straight years of avoiding the playoffs. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm saving money on playoff tickets every year. They're expensive. I'm Scott. <laughs> 13 years of cost savings. We uh, did it. We did it. We made it to 13. And I would say that we're, you know, another season spent watching these boys become men. These boys, boys, two men, two men. That's right. Been a, it's been a wild ride this season. We're going to recap it all on the show today. Oh, yeah. We're going to spend just a few minutes touching on this last week of Wolves Hoops. There's a lot of it going around, a lot of L's. We're going to talk about the new logo. It's on everybody's mind. It's a new era, new look. How totally. do you feel? Totally, totally. We're going to give out our season awards. We got a special, special sponsor section. We're going to follow up on Predict It to see how accurate we have been this season. And then, of course, Weekly Wolfies and a little game for you. Got a lot to go on this show, so Neil, why don't we just hop into it? Uh, you yeah, know. let's hop into it. Tonight was a WNBA draft. Woo. The Lynx uh, picking number 12, picked Alexis Jones out of Baylor. Woo, woo, woo. You know what I mean? So that's it's going to be a Lynx show tonight. Basketball factory down Nah, beta. just kidding. We're going to talk about only Wolves. Maybe we'll talk Lynx this summer. <laughs> I love the Lynx. We love the I Lynx. Got, I got a $20 jersey at the sale. Oh. Uh, what would you get? What'd you get? Got a Maya Moore. They were sold out of all like sizes for me, so I got a Maya Moore jersey for my wife, Meg. Oh, so kind. That's good. Yeah, That's good. it was tough to not just get them all, but uh, oh, I got a budget. So you you shopped you shopped the the seventy five percent off sale. Yeah, in the in that miserably cramped Timberwolves <laughs> Pro Shop. Like, is it hot and sweaty in it's there? It's so hot and sweaty in there. I was like, I had to like take off my overshirt and because I had trivia coming wow. up right after that, and I was just like sweating through all my stuff before trivia. And you know, I understand they're doing the best they can, but that's a cramped space. Yeah, yeah, it is. Maybe the renovation will give them a bigger spot. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like you said, let's let's get into these games that happened this week. We're just gonna just very briefly breeze through them, just because it was such a sad set of games. The Wolves uh, close out their season with six straight losses. Well, you know what? All you ping pong ball fans said, out there I've got what you wanted. Be- I said this before, Neil. Yep. You know, look at the pathetic, you know, Lakers and Knicks hurting their lottery odds by winning all these games at the end of the season. Yeah. Silly, silly. You know, every ping pong ball helps. That's Take true. Take from us, the lottery experts and tanking experts, because you know what? <laughs> Only a team that is really smart and it has a lot of experience with ending up in the bottom of the lottery knows how to yeah. lose every game in the week. We found all kinds of crazy ways to lose these games, too. Clean sweep but of losses. We reliably lost them. So thank you, Tim Rolls. I was, you know, after every one of these games in my game notes, it says best of all worlds, which is a great game usually, and then we lose. At yeah, the end. for the most part, the games were pretty good, and then the Wolves just you know found a way to lose in the very end, like you're saying. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting though because there have been five games since we last recorded, which was just a week ago. Five games. I think they yeah. played seven of the seven games in ten nights to close out the season, which is. Just incredible, and yeah, they, they managed to lose At a lot of At least Tom Thibodeau gave our major guys all these rest <laughs> in this final week after yeah. playing. T- oh, wait. No, he didn't. He still kept them on the still, court for the like, entire game at a yeah. time. Ricky got the last night off, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they all nice, played. To, nice to see Chris Dunn get uh, 16 assists in that game. Ooh. Give him a little confidence. You know, because yeah. it's not really been his passing that we've been praising him for this year. So, that so was cool to see. a week ago Thursday, the Wolves lost in Portland. Uh, good first three quarters. That was a fun game. National TV, mm-hmm. you know, listen to Marv Albert and uh, the Czar uh, call the game. That was really fun to always give the national TV perspective. But yeah, I was Wolves. having a lot of fun through the first three quarters. Right. <laughs> I even have a note that says, This has been a really good game through three quarters. Yeah. And then it's just a lot of curse words. And then the fourth. It's uh, that was one of the most painful quarters in the season. Definitely, we I think we only scored one field goal the entire time. Yeah, lots of free throws, nine points total in the fourth quarter. That was bad. Oh, so brutal. Next night, the Wolves go to Utah and lose uh, one twenty to one thirteen to the Jazz. Um, I don't really 
have anything notable to say about this game, except for the Wolves, you know, again, played okay through a lot of the game. But then, you know, Jazz was a better team, playoff team. They were there. I mean, uh, you also have to look at some of the numbers where other teams score. They, we, yeah. Jazz put up 120 on us. and Regu- we All these regulation, yeah. yeah. And then the next night, or the weekend then, we, Sunday. we get pinned 110, pinned on us by the, <laughs> the Los Angeles rookies. You know, that's a young team that should be tanking, and they are just out there, you know, getting these ill-advised wins. That was a very weird game as well. as as fun. It was fun because uh, Wiggins and Towns both scored 40 in this game, <laughs> which was actually a predict it, I was going to say, on this episode. <laughs> a near predict it? Yeah, I had it I had it in my predict it folder, you know, for like yeah, for yeah. like a couple weeks now. I was like, that's going to be my predict it next Dual time Dual 40, 40 point games? Yeah, a cat and Wiggins. And they had to just go ahead and do it this season and take that away from me. With the win in this game, the Lakers won four in a row, which is, I mean, they play in Meta World Peace. You know, that was fun to watch. The Laker fans loving the, the Meta World Peace experience. You, it, it seen lots of Wolves fans on uh, Twitter make the analogy to Mark Madsen at oh, the yeah. end of you know, the Wolves season. Tank but example. the difference is the Lakers are winning these games. They're not <laughs> throwing them out there to, to lose. They, they won all the games he played in down the stretch here. So And this is what I, talk, this is what I tell anybody who asks me about this, about oh, what, what if the Lakers, are they going to lose their pick? Is it dumb? It's like, come on. This is the Los Angeles Lakers we're talking about. The NBA is never going to mess them up, you know? Yeah. They got their old buddy. Judy Eby. We'll be surprised if Always they fall out. Always taking care of them, you know? see if they fall out of the... See if they, they get in that They fourth. won't. They can't. They're LA, Neil. They, they're the Lakers. They botched Magic this. Johnson. Still, they botched this tanking. They, they, there's no reason they should have been better than the Suns at the end. They, they know. <laughs> they know they're going to get their top three good. pick no matter what. They know they're good. Okay. Frozen envelope. Uh, uh, also, Towns became first Tim Rolls player ever for 40 points and 20 rebounds in the same game. Pretty gnarly. Good stat line. Pretty but gnarly. also, it was a weird game because only Wiggins, Towns, Jane, and Shabazz had gotten any buckets or any points at all through three and a half quarters. It wasn't until six minutes left in the fourth quarter that Caspi became the fifth Tim Rolls to score. So it was like... Our guards gave us nothing. The Wolves' backcourt, yeah, it was not there. Not there for much of this game <laughs> as far as scoring goes. Ricky had a really hard shooting night. Tuesday night, uh, the Wolves uh, finish out their season at home. Fan depreciation night. Yeah, depreciation, yeah. They had was the packed. lowest scoring first quarter of the season. Uh, really? Was that the case? Damn. Statistics are fun. Wolves uh, sell out at Target Center this night. You knew it was going to be packed. Fan appreciation always very full at Target Center. And you New know logo what? nights, all that stuff. So yeah. I bet the MVP being in town probably had something to do with it. Too bad he didn't play. Yeah, well, I was, was at the, I was at the game me. with a friend of the show, Jared Jacobs, and we definitely saw lots of OKC jerseys, lots of disappointed kids because Russell Westbrook did not play in the game. He suited up, sat on the bench the whole night. They gave him a night off. It didn't matter anyways. We got our butts handed to us. Yeah, it was close in the end. The Wolves had a shot at the very, very end. Wiggins with a three at the buzzer. No, not to be. But yeah, the Wolves played terrible in the first half and uh, played a lot better. It was a really fun second half, but... uh, was not to be, and just like you're saying, you know, there are lots of different ways to lose these games. It's, it's like, all right, battle back. But as long as it's, it's fun short. to watch it's and then we short. lose at the end, that's perfect. <laughs> I was telling somebody at, at Hoops last weekend when we were playing pickup hoops, I said, you know, he's like, I don't want the Timberwolves to tank. I'm like, I don't want the Timberwolves to tank either. Mm. But for a week, for one week, that's yeah. not that painful. You Six know? games in a row. That's, all, that's okay. Get those balls. And then to close out the season, Wednesday night in Houston, the Wolves lose 118-123. to 123. Uh, Wiggins, Towns, and Jang um, are five, or excuse me, are three of the five players in the league to start all 82 games. Give it up for Thibodeau for that one, you know, <laughs> I guess. Oh my God. Yeah, so I can't they, believe it they did them all. They did them all. They did it somehow. They made it. Uh, Rubio, I think, no, Rubio was injured in the yeah. beginning of the season, so him sitting out did not uh, play into that. But uh, yeah, so, you know, that's what Thibodeau should say whenever people are like, are you playing him two minutes? He's be like, point at that and be like, get off my jock. <laughs> yeah, totally. So with the loss uh, and the Knicks somehow winning um, in the last night of the season, the Wolves and the Knicks are tied um, for the sixth and seventh I was super, lottery odds, and uh, the, they'll be doing a coin flip on Tuesday to figure out uh, who will Tuesday, have the I thought odds. It was Friday. I thought it was too, but I thought it was the end of the week. But uh, Zagoda and a couple of people said today, Tuesday. Well, look at that. You're so more prepared Tuesday. for the show than I am. It'll be on NBA TV, fake. apparently. So I would love to see a oh, coin, coin flip on the actual flip. <laughs> it's so lame. Transparency. I, yeah, well, that's true because if they don't show the coin flip and it goes to New York, I'll be like, big yeah, media. Pitchforks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, it would be funny if they got, like, uh, you know, Phil Jackson to do it. Yeah. Or, like, 
Who was uh, uh, who was the player that they threw out uh, this year? Charles o- Oakley. Charles Oakley. They should get Charles Oakley to play. But um, I think that's weird. I just thought like we're tied for the sixth seed, so why don't we just split the sixth and seventh like lotto just balls split evenly? It. Just, just split, split it. it. No. Each equal number just of balls. Split. That's what I thought it should happen. You would think that's how it'd be, but no, there's a coin flip. They have to have a clear six, a clear seventh. That's how it'll go. But yeah, the Wolves, they they close out this season with lots of losses. And uh, they, yeah, they made themselves. They just a few weeks ago they were in like the tenth worst record kind of odds, and man, by in a couple of days they might have the sixth worth of best odds. So that's pretty impressive as far as that's the tankathon goes. Yeah. I'm talking there about efficiency. And they didn't we're have the to experts. Sit that's the thing. They didn't have to sit anybody like most of the other teams. Oh, we're gonna rest all these guys. No, they played them heavy minutes. <laughs> Nobody knows losing like the Timberwolves. It's good to be known for something. Okay, let's get to some stuff that you guys want to hear about. There is a new Timberwolves low. Logo. It is here. It is out. It is available. It happened. That's right. That's right. So the logo is here. It is. Um, it, it has been unveiled uh, all season. Been waiting for this. You were there, Neil. I you was, avoided spoilers. I, I avoided spoilers. The Wolves did a good job keeping this from leaking. Uh, the Star Tribune eventually did leak it. Uh, unfortunately, a couple hours before the game started, mid Pop, mid afternoon. Glenn. Glenn, you own the Star Tribune. Glenn, you it's had your one own. Job. Yeah. It's in your own family. Yeah, but somehow the Star Tribune had like a pop-up ad leak or something like that, so people on Twitter saw it early. Um, but overall, I think a good job. I would have thought this would have leaked a week before or something like that with like maybe a photo of some T-shirt or something like that. But no, they, they, I think they did a great job of keeping it under wraps. A lot wraps. of the time is like when trademarks leak and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah. they, they did a good job keeping it under wraps. There yeah. are people who... Look for that, sportslogo.net. Uh, I was at the game. Halftime presentation was amazing. The video that I'm sure most of you have seen, whether you were at the game or you saw it on YouTube, just just top-notch stuff with uh, Slug and Prof and, and Steph, uh, POS in the video. Just, Some of my favorite local artists. Oh, so incredible. The video is just really moving and really emotional and... They really captured, I think, um, you know, a, 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 an awesome sort of vibe of, of the city. I don't know. I think they did a good job with it. Did you did you dig the video as much as I did, Scott? I did dig the video. Yeah. The video uh, was my favorite part of it. I yeah. Would say. yeah. Uh, I Slug being all sincere. I love POS. <laughs> and you know, maybe maybe this will encourage those guys to start dropping some more Timberwolves yeah. references into their songs. There you go. You like, know? We're, like we're saying, uh, the homie Alan Kingdom. Go crazy, I ride for my team. I splash like Zach Levine. That's right. Shout him his, out in the songs, new, guys. His new album came out last week. It's really good. Yeah, go check, check that, that out. out on your streaming services. Yeah, so the new logo's here. The halftime presentation was fun. Um, the, uh, Steph and Prof did a version of Get Down, the Doomtree song Get Down. Um, That's fun. Uh, after little, they announced We it, Don't yeah. Even Live Here coming yeah, back. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that, that was cool to see and dancing and stuff. And uh, it was I, great. I enjoyed in the video they referred to the first logo as Shep several yeah, times. Yeah, I said Shep so many times. Felt Old so validated. Shep. I felt validated because that's what we've been saying forever. And, and the whole video, even especially the prof section in the middle where they're kind of recapping like the 90s, so many great references where it's like if you're watching and you're not a Wolves fan, they might go over your head. But, you know, they talked about, you know, they talked about Mr. Nelson. Oh, you yeah. know, And they showed Prince. Obviously, you know, Prince is if you see him. But they said, you know, Mr. Nelson, get up in here or something like that, you know. And they, you know, Malik stuff. Great to see Malik. Malik Seely, uh, flipped shout outs, you know, uh, all the stuff throughout, you know, throughout the Wolves, you know, pretty short history, but still just great to start touching all those things for the hardcore fans, little references in there for everybody. It, it was a wonderful uh, treat. Very well produced video. Like I said, my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I guess now we have to talk about the logo, Neil. Yeah, the logo is here. What do we think? What's uh... I've been a little bit more, more vocal, I feel like, on Twitter than you yeah. have. So, so the, the logo is here. Why don't you tell me how you feel first? It is a circle. It is circular in fashion. It is a trend in the league right now. Um, some of my favorite other circle logos, Atlanta Hawks have a great circle logo. The Milwaukee Bucks have a great circle logo. So I dig that overall look to it. Um, my favorite part. Although the Bucks, that's not their primary logo. Right, their yeah. primary logo is that really dope-looking deer. Yeah, the deer. Forget the deer. Um, but I don't know. My favorite parts about it are the type. I think the type is my absolute favorite part. Um, I also enjoy just the overall circle aspect, and then the basketball thing. I, I dig that. I know. I mean, I think it's even in, maybe in the league guidelines that you have to have some reference to a ball or some I sort think, of ball. Yeah, at least the secondary logo. Yeah, has. that's why the Bucks have yeah. that as their secondary logo. Yeah, the wolf head is probably my least favorite part. The sort of like angled howling thing. Um, you know, obviously the the um, Phoenix Coyotes uh, NHL team sort of looks very similar to that. But I don't know. Uh, I I really dig the type. I dig the colors as far as the dark blue goes and the gray. 
gray. Um, I appreciate that the green is in there, but it's like 5% of the total logo. Like the green is so minimal. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad they, they laid back on the green for this. We'll see how they do it with the Oh, you saw that things. merch today. Yeah, <laughs> entirely green Talk hat. Hoops entirely talking, green tweeting out that entirely lime <laughs> hat with the logo Who's on gonna it. Who's going to buy it's that? Just, it just, oh. Everybody, you <laughs> make live. you make it available. People will buy that stuff, Neil. Oh, no, that's we'll what see. I'm saying. You're gonna be seeing we'll it around the Charlie season, Center, yeah. even if they don't have it in, on the uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're smart enough to not do a lime green uniform, it doesn't matter because they're selling lime green shirts and stuff. And yeah, so people are gonna show up, and that's gonna be lime green seas of lime green. Yeah, I mean, you guys should be following us on Twitter at Wolvescast. Scott, your your uh, your Minnesota take on the on the logo, I think, is very apt. You know, what would you say? It's okay. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I like it. It's it's, it's fine. It's, it's not. It's not, not great. a bad logo. It's, it's not, not bad. A bad logo. It's not great. It's not a good logo. Yeah. <laughs> my my biggest problem with the logo number one it was expectations. Mm. Uh, you hyped up the, our expectations an awful lot for a logo that pretty much looks exactly like our last secondary secondary logo. logo yeah. In fact, like I, I've seen some people being like, "Oh, they ripped off the Coyotes, uh, the NHL team," you know. <laughs> but honestly, if you look at the Wolf, it takes way more design elements from the secondary Wolf logo that we already had. Yes, it's really just a few things shuffled around, and so like. To give us something that's not even entirely new, it's just repurposed old stuff. Like I was excited for new designs because we've been we've been making our own designs. People, you know, T Wolves rebrand on Twitter and stuff. Everyone's been coming up with their own designs, and they wanted to see something new. I think, and so for it to be like just basically a modified version of our secondary logo for, that we currently have. Uh, it was very disappointing, I think, just from a hype aspect. It was like, oh, that's all. Yeah. Maybe if they showed off more, uh, it would have matched the hype. Or maybe if they just didn't pump it up for like three weeks straight, sending me emails every day. <laughs> Be there. New look. Be there. Uh, and so it's just like so much hype. And to get something that's very conservative in its design, I think, and doesn't really take any risks, I just think that's uh, disappointing. Yeah, and uh, ESPN Zach Lowe had a, had a great piece, sort of uh, you know fleshing out some of the details about the logo and kind of previewing might be what might be coming next. And you know, in that he kind of said, you know, this main logo is a little bit more conservative. They knocked out some of the more adventurous pieces, but hopefully with the secondary stuff, with the jerseys, with the uh, with the new courts, that kind of thing. Hopefully, we'll see some more adventurous things, and, and some of those different kind of elements will find their way into into that. And um, so definitely go check out that piece. And, and I also uh, don't like the North Star. It looks like it's caving in instead of sticking out. <laughs> it always looks like it's like a hole that you fall into in yeah. basketball. It's it a Death doesn't, Star. It doesn't speak to me. Yeah, it doesn't speak to me as like a star as much as it speaks to me as like a hole in the basketball that you would fall into. Yeah. That's weird to me. And... Uh, not great. Another thing I keep thinking about with this is, is sort of I'm more excited about what comes next. Now, this is the main logo. This is the main thing. But I'm more excited about the secondary logos, the auxiliary logos, especially coming off the uh, Rare Design, who, who's the designer on this. The King's logo that they did, their secondary logos are incredible. Well, um, all the different small marks they have. Some of the small you've marks You've seen what they've already out. trademarked, though, as a yep, secondary yep. logo. It's I'm just... expecting to see five different things. Okay. There's a couple of them that are out here. There's two or three there. Because out here. the one that I'm looking at right now it's just, just the, the basketball ball. without the wolf, and yeah. so it's like that's not. An I can see that being on the back of the though. back of the jersey sure. or the back of the neck. But yeah, so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see the jerseys. So that's really what I'm looking for. Kind of looks to like now. a cyclops eye from a robot. It doesn't look like a north star. <laughs> um, once again, I, I don't like the idea that the wolf is just by himself. We're a team of wolves. Solo wolf. So, lone, lone wolf. Lone wolf behavior is what's killing our team. Everyone hunting for their own stats. I don't like that the wolf is looking up. I like a wolf being more direct, kind of looking at you. You know, yeah. it's very passive aggressive. Like, hey man, look at me over here. He's just like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna look this way instead. Um, uh, anything else on the new logo, Scott? Before we move on. Well, here's the biggest measure stick I can yeah, say. Yeah, all logos should be v- tested on this. Would it make a sick tattoo? <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. It's too it fails de- the tattoo it's, test. It's, it's too detailed. It fails it's the too, tattoo. Too test. many little things in there to, to do that. Um, but you know what? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's all you know, good. It's it's not a step backwards. It's maybe just a step to the side. Excited for what's to come um, alongside these things. All right, let's. Uh, I've been saying for years, just try stuff. There's no harm in just trying just stuff. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, switch it up again in a few years. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like it's fun to get new stuff. <laughs> Totally. All right. Uh, let's talk about some uh, season recap things. The season is over. We've played 82 games. They're in the books. The Wolves uh, finished 31 and 51 on the season. Two wins better than last season. Uh, lots of ups and downs within this season. I think you're the loser who took the over. 
Uh, oh yeah, I would think I was. I think I was like at forty two or forty three or something like that. I was like ten wins over. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about uh, what what did we learn this season? You know what this season was about. Gathering information for Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden about this team that they kind of had inherited. You know, they didn't choose all these guys. Um, so, you know, it was about gathering data, especially on the big the big three, if you will. The young three, if you will. Uh, Scott, what do you think that the Timberwolves, Tom Thibodeau, learned this season about their team? That he has a lot of guys that are not going to be on this team next year. Mm. I think what he learned. Um, Got some work to do. We were, you know, criticizing Tim's a lot this season about yeah. the minutes these guys are playing, and that'll be a constant criticism and questioning that we'll do all off season, I'm sure. Yep. Um, but truth be told, if he had better players that he trusted on the bench, then our, you know, we'd have better players like giving Wiggins and Towns minutes off. I think so. Uh, you know, I think our bench it was just a complete disaster this year, and. It seems like Tibbs didn't even trust the guys he brought in, like Rush and, and Aldrich and stuff that much. So uh, with that in mind, I would re- expect that to change. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, obviously, the bet, the number one goal this year was to get a look at Towns, Wiggins, Levine, see what you have. And with the moves they made last summer, you know, they didn't really bolster their bench that much. And it turned out that, like you're saying, Rush, uh, you know, Aldridge, Jordan Hill, guys like that, um, you know, didn't really didn't really show too much and so they had to lean heavy on the on the starters and that was okay with Thibodeau you know what I mean they had to play those guys heavy minutes this year anyway to sort of get the biggest sample size to understand what you had going forward so you know I think it it was sort of like okay twist my arm I'm gonna play these guys 40 minutes a night I think he sort of wanted to do that yeah and I think uh Britt Robson has written about how Hmm. Thibodeau kind of shifted course after this bad start that we got off to. Yeah, 6-18. It, it became less about trying to win games and more about long-term evaluation. development and evaluation. Yeah. Because at that point, like in the first several weeks, we were playing Cole Aldrich and Brandon Rush. We True. did have a bench unit. We had a bench unit of like Dunn, Rush, Bealiza, Shabazz, yeah. Aldrich that all check in together. That seems quaint now in, in <laughs> retrospect, you know? Yeah. Remember when our biggest problem was the third quarter, you guys? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Seems so long ago. December. Oh, we were like, hey, you know what? It's still early. There's still plenty of time. You know, it's still early. Oh, man. So we learned that they're young. We learned that they have a ways to go on defense as well. I think that was probably the biggest takeaway in this season is that it was not going to be an overnight change as far as Thibodeau coming in here, Thibodeau coming in here and changing the defensive uh, culture overnight. Uh, the Wolves finished 27th in defensive efficiency this year. That is an, that's, that's probably the stat of the season for me. You would think going into this year, oh, the Wolves will be in the, at least in the top half. Maybe they'll be in the top <laughs> Maybe they'll be in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. No, third to last. That's incredible. Thibodeau's never finished anywhere close to that in defensive efficiency, and that's a big number right there. And I think that is The Timberwolves going to drag you down to our uh, level. That's something that we I did think... It to Rick Adelman will do it to you too, Thibodeau. That's where I think they will look the most this summer as far as free agency and draft goes. They, you know, Obviously, we keep talking about shooting, we'll but they never also be, need We'll never be defenders. good defense until... Our guys care about playing defense like Ricky cares. You need the big like, three, yeah. Ricky and Dunn are the only two guys on this team who are, get embarrassed and take it personally if their man scores on Ooh, them. Ooh, yeah. Then you see them get upset about it. But Towns and Wiggins, it's the AAU culture these guys <laughs> grew up in. They don't care when their man scores on them. They're like, okay, time to get back down, time to get mine. You know, it's like they just don't take it personally. They they take plays off on defense. You see mm. Wiggins jump higher on offense than he ever jumps on defense. You see Towns move faster on offense and more aggressively than he ever does on defense. They just don't care. About yeah. playing defense, I yet. think Towns until they cares. care. I think Towns cares think, a lot more than I think. Ca- <laughs> I think Towns cares. He just doesn't have the the. That's more worrying. That's almost more worrying. If, if Towns cares yeah, and he's second year. he's still not ever helping on rotations and yeah, stuff. It's, he he has such a weak help defense. It's like his know, awareness is just so low. I think it's just because these guys save all their energy for offense. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they care enough about it's defense. A, it's a young player thing for sure. To sort of you know you're good on offense. You're going to save yourself for that. I think there is elements of that in there for sure. And they never picked it up all season. So whatever Thibodeau's doing, it's not well, getting they, through. Uh, in the middle, I mean, in the winter, you know, in that great 
three week stretch or whatever, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league. So it ebbed and flowed. Now, obviously, overall, 27th of the league, terrible. They were awful on defense most of the year. But you, I think you saw enough to say, all right, here's what we can point to and say, this is what we need to tr- strive for for the whole season. And obviously, these, these young guys have such a long way to go. I think we but need- at least you have a, a stretch in the season that you can point to and say, like that, guys. Remember this? Remember this? We're beating all these great teams. Yeah, I think we need a few vets in the locker room oh, yeah. who will uh, emphasize the importance of defense. We had that with Tayshon and KG last season. And we played with more of a defensive edge last season than we did this season with Thibodeau, I felt like, at times. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it sucks that we didn't have KG anymore. But, like, maybe the vets that we bring in next season won't be, like, Rush or Cole Aldridge or Jordan Hill on defense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe some people who will demand good defense from the guys I in think, a way. I think that's coming. Um, well, hopefully. So I thought they were going to do it last year. You know, like, hopefully it's coming. That's- speaking of that stretch in February where we, we played some really good ball, Scott, what were some of your highlights of the season? Maybe a player, maybe a certain game or two, a certain um, thing, maybe uh, something you saw on offense or defense. What, what do you hmm. think of when you I have think a couple of highlights things, but of the I'll season? I'll save some of it for some of the stuff yeah. we're going to talk about yeah. later. Um, definitely some of like the really good scoring nights, uh, Wiggins and Towns, they both get 50 in this season. I think. Uh, Towns had 48, uh, or 47, I think against the Knicks, um, at home. That was his high mark. I'm not sure about Wiggins. <laughs> okay. Well, they were both high 40s. They both, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They both exploded, yeah. had several games like that. Yeah. Those were always fun. They really did show their offensive prowess. I think especially Wiggins took a huge step forward on offense. The team overall was 10th. In um, offensive efficiency, so their offense is right where it needs to be. That, that's not the sticking point here. Yeah. It's definitely a defensive thing. So the offense, that was smooth sailing most of the season. Wiggins is expanded his offensive game, covers the whole court, hits uh, had, a, had a great year from three, um, didn't get to the free throw line as much as he did last year, but Wiggins definitely improved on offense. Um, yeah, I... Wiggins was great improvement. Yeah. Um, Wiggins and Levine both had really good improvement years, I think. Those are highlights for me, that those guys both took appropriate steps forward for their age. Uh, highlight for me definitely was watching Chris Dunn play defense. Ooh. It's now my... like. What a beast. It might actually be my favorite thing to do part of a Timberwolves <laughs> game. Like it used to be like watching Ricky run an offense. Like the moment where like Ricky's running full court and he gets about half court and you're like, oh, this is gonna go somewhere good right now. Like that you used to probably still is my favorite part of watching the Timberwolves game, like favorite moment in, in experience. Um, but watching Don just shut guys down and be such a jerk, get right up into guys, take the ball away, and come back up and do it again, you know? Yeah. Or deflect it, but he doesn't get it, so then he jumps right back. And it's so fun! It, it gives it gets me so pumped up and excited when I see it. Um, I, obviously, he didn't have a season that we were hoping for out of him. Uh, I think he would agree with that. But yeah, I have so much hope for Chris Dunn because he gives me such pleasure to watch him play defense. What when you think about your favorite game? Uh, the Wolves broadcast on FSN. Jim Pierce and Dave Benz broke down their five uh, top games of the year. Uh, you know, uh, they're not against Houston. Which one was your favorite? Did you have a game that I stands think out probably, the most? Uh, well. I'm going to be like, what, what game was it? So maybe it yeah. doesn't stand out the most. Yeah. But it was the two games Zach Levine uh, was down for before he came back and, and played it for a little game. You know, mm. uh, We had Brandon Rush come into the starting lineup. Uh. I think we won at home against Oklahoma City, was okay. it? And then on the road against Houston. Uh. Or maybe it was at home against Houston. But we had those two games like where it was like, oh, man, Brandon Rush. you got to start Brandon Rush. Look how good it is when he starts. We just beat two of the best teams. Yeah. But we were at that first one. Uh, I think it was OKC. And yeah. then once again, like how memorable was it? But hey. Give us a minute. Yeah. My favorite game. Anyways, that was super fun because yep. we beat an awesome team and it was really thrilling. Yeah, my favorite game was that Bulls game. It was sort of the at in Chicago, win one for Thibodeau uh, night. Oh, sure. And when we got down of, by 20 in the yeah, first quarter. Yeah, it was just, it sort of was that watershed moment of the season where before that was terrible and after that things started looking up so and we really shut really them down going. on defense like yeah. after we let them score like 20 in the first quarter they didn't score 20 in a qu- another quarter for the rest yeah. of the game it was yeah. awesome um as far as low lights go um uh, for me i think uh you know we talked no! about uh chris dunn's defense but for me chris dunn's just overall season was disappointing fantastic on defense i think that's somewhere to build from but overall, you want the third pick in the draft uh, to be a little bit more than he was. You would think, uh, was he th- third third pick in the draft? Am I getting that right? Why no, am fifth. I fifth pick. Yeah, why am I say third? Fifth uh, because pick. people thought he'd go at three to yeah, the Celtics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jalen Brown I'm tripping. Got Sorry about that. Fifth pick. Still, uh, you, you want him, I don't know, I, especially with how old he is. He's like 23 years old. You wanted him to show a little bit more this season. It'd be one thing if he was a 19-year-old kid coming into the league. He's 23. 
Um, you know, I expected to see more from him this year. I didn't think that the Wolves would be able to flip him the keys to the, the starting point guard role. I never bought into any of that, but I thought he would be serviceable as a backup, and he was just not. He was terrible on offense all season long. His shot needs to be reconstructed. It's His stance is crazy when he shoots the ball with well, one foot forward. His his arc is just He awful. takes completely it, different shots when he catches and yeah, shoots than yeah, when yeah, he yeah. pulls up from the dribble. If he dribbles before he shoots, it's not going in. Get ready for that rebound. But if he so, catches it and shoots, then it's a decent shot. Yeah, so aside from the overall defense of this team, Chris Dunn is the biggest low light for me this season. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I was bummed out about you know realizing that he's much more of a project, especially because with Thibodeau, he doesn't have time for projects. You know? right. His yeah. project is already the, the big three here. Maybe that's now. too much. Maybe he's going to move one because he can only <laughs> have two projects. You know, yeah. So I don't think he has time for Dunn. And yeah. that's, that's, that's like uh, the problem that Shabazz and Gorky found when they got they came during the last love season. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, Adelman wouldn't play them at all because Adelman doesn't play rookies. Sorry, and rook. Until like halfway through the season, he's like, oh, darn, Gorky's actually a really good player. He could have been helping us this season. We might have made the playoffs if he played Gorgie all season, you know? Yeah. And so, and then poor Shabazz has never really recovered from that, you know? And so, uh, I just think it's tough with a coach like uh, Tibbs. Maybe next year there'll be some D-League stuff for uh, that to help out. Yeah, maybe. Because he just needs Moines. minutes. He needs minutes. He's not getting enough. Needs NBA reps, for sure. All right, let's get to our awards. Oh, also, low light, Neil. Yeah, and they're low light. Zach Levine, ACL tear. Zach Levine getting hurt. Hopefully he's back for the worst part of sports. Worst part of sports, my friends. That's a bummer. Fortunately, he's super young and uh, hopefully he can come back. ACL is not the injury it used to be. So hopefully he can come back. uh, Another low light, Neil. We only did like two Target Center food reviews because there wasn't that many new food items. New food next year, guys. Bring us some new food. The Target Center was under so much renovation. You know, we just didn't have it. Okay, real quick, we got to run through these uh, awards. We have our awards uh, for the for both the NBA and the Timberwolves team. Um, so we'll quickly run through these, uh, Scott. Starting with MVP, we both have Westbrook as our league MVP. I think you know you've probably read and heard too much about this debate already <laughs> this week, so we're gonna keep it brief here. My thing is, if all things are being equal between Russ and Harden, I think it's like a hair between those two. You yeah. Know? Uh, my the difference maker for me is that like Russ had the moments. The season was about Russ in a way that yeah. I can't remember too many like giant storylines surrounding Harden. He was just good every night, you know. Whereas yeah. like Russ was a character. He was like the focus of the league. If I remember yeah. the season for anything, I'll be remembering it for Russell Westbrook. Besides the Timberwolves, of course, you know. That's right. I'll remember it for Russell Westbrook. He was the day in day out, you know, kind of like star of this season. So I think he deserves it. My for that. Timberwolves MVP was Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, best all around player. I think he was the best guy. It's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I, you know, he he has grown. He's been a lot better on offense. I was just a little disappointed with his maturity in the sense that he didn't take a step forward this season and how he is as a leader. He doesn't really care on defense, like I was saying earlier. He still kind of feels like he's about getting his numbers a little too much sometimes. He also had a very tough November, December. You know, right. He really turned it on after that. So it wasn't a full season really for him. Um, but, you know, I still love Towns. But I'm going to give the MVP to Ricky Rubio, everybody. Oh, yeah. I can always... I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. This Ricky, is the... You got the MVP. Yeah, this is the... Alexi, change, change his face. Be happy. The argument Enjoy. for The argument for Ricky is this straw that stirs the drink argument you know without ricky where where are all these other guys you and know? i'm just really proud of ricky for like one he had the best like scoring month of his life in march and mm. he was playing like the player we thought he would all get to eventually and who knows when you reach that point so it's you know he's still really young and he could be great going forwards i and I'm just, you know, all his mom died, his grandma died this year. He's just had the roughest year. And I just think the way that he's kept showing up and playing through it and just being, you know, just terrific for this team gives him the edge. I, and like, like I said, Ricky's one of the only guys on this team that cares about defense and winning as much as Tom Thibodeau does, you know? True, true, true. Like, he's the kind of guy who stays up at night when people, when they lose, you know? I don't think anyone else is quite like that. Defensive. Speaking of defense, defensive player of the year um, for the NBA, I have uh, Draymond Green. Scott, have who do you have? Kawhi Leonard, both good at shutting down perimeter players, the toughest job in this league. Yeah, it'll probably be Green, Leonard, or Gobert that wins this award league 
league-wide. And then we both had Chris Dunn for the Timberwolves team. That one's pretty pretty easy. Like I, I said, mean, it's it, either him or Ricky. It's but... a joy. It's a joy to watch him. Yeah. How, like... He's a guy who cares more on defense and offense. Uh, it's just such a joy to watch him get like get down and get right in the guy's face. I love his paint play as as a defender, as a guard uh, in the paint, weak side blocks, he might be a, yeah, rebounding. Be, he's a better weak side uh, help defender, like stuffing than Towns is because yeah. like he's always coming over and the way he just flies around, man. That guy, super athletic, super oh, long yeah. arms. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for Chris Dunn. You guys, most improved player. We both have Giannis Antetokounmpo. No uh, questions asked about that one. He's going to win it. He's uh, launched himself into top ten status yep. uh, in the league. And no, last uh, year we were talking like, what's a better you know two two man core, Towns yeah. or Wiggins or Jabari and Giannis? And it was always like, oh, I take Argus, but now Giannis is a bona fide superstar. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's a stud. Can't wait to see him in the playoffs. Um, right there. And then for the Timberwolves team, I have Zach Levine, um, his three-point shooting uh, way up. And just overall, I think he's a more competent player on both ends of the floor, better defender this year, really could do a lot of things. Unfortunate to see him get hurt. This award could go to a lot of people on the Wolves, though. Um, yeah. I get in mind, too. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he's finally listening. Yeah, like we talked about before, Wiggins is offensive game. <laughs> Yeah, we knew he could fly, but he did so many things. Uh, his shooting's better. Three-point shooting is the thing way that up. I think he's improved the best at, even from the beginning of the season till the end of the season, is running the ball in the pick-and-roll, being oh, the ball handler. Ball handler. He's now, point Wiggins. He's, yeah, Point Wiggins. Well, it's gotten to the point where now I trust him to be dribbling the ball. Like yeah. When Dunn's out on the floor, Wiggins can run the offense instead of Dunn sometimes. Yeah. That's what we were seeing in some of these games this week. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, there's Levine, Wiggins. Um, I think, you know, Ricky also had a great improvement of a year there's so many different guys that could win most improved for the wolves this year it's there's lots of candidates but least <laughs> improved goes to shabazz <laughs> muhammad everybody oh, oh, i don't know continues to stay thirsty no i thought he had a good thirsty. year he is that i think he had way more standout games than he did last year last I, year he I, had like I three and this year he had like 10 he used to be terrible on defense and i now think he's underrated on defense <laughs> he's, he can stay in front of his man now and he commits to the team scheme so I, I will give you credit for that, Shabazz. I'm sorry for the mean joke. Speaking of the bench, sixth man of the year, um, nationally, league-wide, I have uh, uh, young, uh, or not young, but uh, <laughs> I was going to say Aaron Gordon, but no, it's no, it's, it's the other one. <laughs> the other Gordon, the one the one over in Houston, uh, three-point champion over at All-Star break. I think he's my sixth man of the year. What about you, Scott? Who do you have for sixth man of the year? Michael Beasley. Bees. I, I love Bees. He he's made himself into a valuable contributor to an NBA rotation. Yeah, and, uh, six seed bucks right there. That's they, what I'm saying. Super cool Bees. He plays a valuable deep. role. And, uh, you know, six man of the year is always kind of a weird award anyway. So yeah. I don't feel bad about giving it to my boy. It's a hard one. And then for the team, for the Timberwolves, I had uh, Shabazz. He was the... Oh. He was the most uh, consistent scorer. We could rely on him to at least get some buckets on a bench that could not score. He was the one guy who could. Yeah, <laughs> so, frequently, uh, the only bench points in the game would come yeah, from him. It's true. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm going to give it to Man- Nemanja Bialica. If he didn't get injured, maybe I wouldn't have realized how valuable he was. But also had a decent season. He was a uh, an important part of the rotation for defense. Once he went down, we let every team we faced after his injury score more than 100 points on wow. us. Like, true, true. And, and it's just because, you know, Caspi, I don't blame him. He did. He wasn't in on the schemes. He yeah. doesn't know the rotation stuff. Undersized. He, weird stuff. Nemanja was very underrated for his defense, and he spread the floor really well for us. And like I said, I, I didn't know how much I'd miss him until he was gone. He, he really came into his own as the year went along, Bielitsa did, you know, becoming more of a playmaker. You know, instead of just shooting the threes, he would take it off the dribble and pass and stuff. Oh, yeah. So he became more versatile as the year went on. So I'm looking I just hope forward that confidence to see can carry over year. into next season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so now a couple of awards that we're not going to give to Wolves people what? because, well, you know, Coach of the Year. Tom Thibodeau for rookie, the Wolves. Rookie of the Year, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn, <laughs> sure, the Wolves. Sure, yeah. Um, but as far as the league goes, uh, my Coach of the Year is Eric Spolstra. It's a bummer they didn't make the, make the playoffs. Didn't even make the playoffs, Neil. But, wow, nah, I mean, respect it. have the start with what they did. Uh, uh, I think they finished like 31-14 and 14 or something like that. So I really wish they could have made the playoffs, but I think Spolstra did a great job uh, with not a great team over there. So, yeah, they, they should have been a lottery team, and, well, they are going to be the 14th uh, team in the lottery here. But uh, it was amazing to see what they did this year. Well, my award, similar to how LeBron deserves the MVP award every season <laughs> and doesn't get it because he's just the best player and we get bored with it. We need a narrative. Yeah. It should go to Coach Pop because he's the best coach. Every true, year he's the best true, coach. True. And so, uh, if it, but I want to be interesting. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it to Mike D'Antoni. 
the Rockets were really dysfunctional last year. They got Kevin McHale fired. And they seemed like they really hated each other and didn't want to go to the playoffs. And this year, they are now just a, a completely different team. He's really, uh, I've said the Rockets are like a sports car that only James Harden can drive. It's like tailored mm-hmm. exactly to his whims. Like it's a well-oiled machine for him to pilot. And Dan Tony's responsible for a lot of that. So shouts to Mike Tony. I like that he's just like, yeah, we'll shoot 63 pointers a game. Like, we're gonna get them up. We're gonna average like twenty makes a game, and we're gonna we're gonna outshoot you. We're gonna it. gun you. I love it. Uh, All right. Although I do dock him points for shaving that mustache. <laughs> Pringles can. Yeah, no, uh, no longer. Finally, rookie of the year. I have Dario Saric. I've got Chris. No, uh, I got Brogdon. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon. Yeah. Respect to games played. Yeah, we neither of us took Embiid. I can't I can't hear the argument that Embiid with 31 games should win this enough. award. He'll be probably the best player overall out of all these guys, but if you're talking about this season, if, if can't you give can it to him. if you can win the rookie of the year for only playing half a season, Ricky should have gotten it instead of Kyrie Irving. That's right. So, should have. It went against Ricky, it's going against you Embiid. All right. There it is. Those are our awards for the season. What I hope season. you liked them. Uh, you know, just another season in the books, y'all. It's time to do our sponsor. Well, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to the sponsors. We don't have a sponsor this week. In lieu of just, you know, doing one sponsor, well, we decided to leave the spot open this week. We're not going to make any money this week off this spot. Instead, we're going to... It's a way for us to thank our sponsors. That's right. Reward we're gonna, them. We're going to say thank you to all of the sponsors that helped us out this season. There's way more than you think. Scott, let's get Both it going. By paying us and by giving us benefits at their various <laughs> companies. You know, That's right. We started out with uh, Minnesota Motor- Motors, uh, the 2016-27 bandwagon. You remember that? That was uh, great. A lot of people fell off of that. Recall yeah. for safety hazards. Yes, yes. All right. This following week, we had Stuck in Minnesota slash Stuck in America nonprofit. <laughs> it was for collecting your Timberwolves tickets if you left the country after Donald Trump and giving them to people who are stuck in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. After that, we had Kellen Simpson, a friend who needed the job. You I should hire Kellen, you guys. I don't remember who Kellen is. No, Kellen, he's my friend. He's, okay. He, listen, what he's he, been what looking he do? for work. What does he do? What kind of work does he have? Well, what are you offering? I mean, does he want to clean toilets? You guys, help, help my friend Kellen out. Yeah. Next up, we had the Ricky Rubio conversation, mm. a way of talking to your family about Ricky Rubio at the Thanksgiving table. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, following that, we had the Target Center Tap Room, you know, where you could get some delicious beers, some... Uh, the Andrew Wiggins Jump Hop. That's right. What else was there? There was the... Skip Hop. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Terry Porter is always... The Terry pop- Porter is an amazing beer you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Uh, the following week, we were sponsored by Target Center Heating. Come inside. <laughs> it's cold. Tickets are cheap. We got free heating. That's right. Uh, also, don't forget uh, Timberwolves Christmas Carols. Uh, Jingle Boz Rock. Who uh, can forget that classic? So many hits, so many classics. That's a good one to go back to. Uh, shout out to the Sabermetric Savings Super Pass. Mm. Similar to how the Bucks had a ticket package where you could go to as many games as you want until they win 10. <laughs> the Timberwolves introduced the Sabermetric Savings Super Pass. Where you could go to as many games as you want until the Timberwolves are 15th in defen- defensive efficiency on the season. And don't forget about our wonderful sponsor, Khan's Wrath. It's a book, a uh, tell-all book uh, from the David Kahn era. Man, you know, where a lot Khan of saucy is, takes. Ooh, so many things. People so thought many, George Carl was So bad. many behind the scenes of how he, you know, shamed Kevin Love into thinking he was a four-year player, four-year contract player instead of a five-year. Wow. His, his chapter about how Steph Curry's ankles look weak. Yeah. It's a little, little tough Interesting to stuff read. stuff in this book. Check it out. Controversial. Yeah. The next week we had Steer It, Don't Snap It. Andrew Wiggins, please, as you go back to Toronto for a fun summer with your friends, stop snapchatting from behind the wheel of your car man it's cool from the passenger seat it's not cool when you're in the driver's seat cinnamon toast crunch cereal was a sponsor uh for us mid-season i believe that was a crunch the mascot crunch uh, the mascot theme cereal after tim duncan got his own cereal yeah, yeah. Uh, we had one with crunch that's right uh the following week we had bielitsa's restaurant beal eat Deal eats E-A-T-S. The joke that works better on paper, everybody. <laughs> I remember I learned the way how to say a sandwich, it's like a Serbian sandwich, and I don't remember it anymore. Hopefully you learn more than me. Bielitsas, that's right. Uh, okay, after that we had Jordan Hill's End of the Bench. I believe it was a Facebook um, Live show. Facebook Live uh, show you could tune into and During see what games. Jordan Hill was up to at the end of the bench. The you second know? screen experience. Very innovative. Uh, the following week we had the Jim Peterson drinking game, mm. where once you hear his favorite catchphrases, <laughs> you can take a drink. <laughs> yeah, like tough customer. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else is in there. But yeah, Jim Peterson, he's got so many great, great uh, phrases. You got to drink to him. Uh, 
You go ahead. After that, Dolph Lockwood's uh, Half Price Sports Exorcisms, two years in a row. Thank you, Dolph Lockwood, for sponsoring the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, just getting out to all your you know terrible things that's happened to your franchise. You know, we all have been there, and Dolph Lockwood will help you out with that. Tom, do you want to read this next one? Noisy boy, maximum strength, throat lozenges, and cough drops. You know Noisy boy. Noisy, ice, ice, ice. Noisy boy just helps you out when you've been yelling all night at the refs and at your own players. So you need a Noisy boy in there to soothe that pain in your throat. After that, we had uh, Baz's Bands, headband company that Shabazz uh, Muhammad started this season. It's headbands for left-handed people. You got to diversify your income streams, and Boz is doing that by having headbands. He wore it again this week to promote the company. Yeah. The following week, we had a preview of the new ESPN 30 for 30. It's going to be nominated for so many Oscars. Slippery when wet. The oh, night yeah. when we couldn't play basketball. Can't forget the court that was night. on ice. Amazing night. After that, we had a public service announcement from the NBA, just making sure that you remember that uh, although March Madness is fun, it is exciting. The kids are crazy. The lot, the the pet band is playing. You know what? The NBA is still better basketball. Just remember that. Such better basketball. Yeah. They call goaltending in the NBA. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a good sponsor for this month too, everybody. The season's over, but now we got 40 games and 40 nights. <laughs> the following week, we had fuzzy suits. That is attorneys that specialize in practicing law against mascots. After that, we have the Target Center seat sale. You know they're renovating the building this summer, and those seats got to go somewhere. They'll sell them to you, so check out the Target Center seat sale. But don't take the one I sat in for the Kings game because the Uh, armrest was broken. Ooh. And then finally, last week, we had courtside insurance in case Dame Lillard bowls into you while you're sitting courtside. So we just want to say thank you to all our wonderful sponsors for the entire season. There were many. No one repeated. They just We just kept getting all these new businesses to come at us. So well, I love the, that. the waiting list is long. But, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. That's you true. know, hit us up this summer, and maybe you can get on the waiting list for next season. Like I said, there's all it's quite extensive already, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Up next, time for Predict It. Final predicted of the season. We've been predicting all year long. We're mostly wrong on all this stuff, you guys, but we still like making predictions. Well, let's see what we did. And just so you, you know, we don't try to hide when we get them, you know, incorrect. Yeah. And so we'll we're just, up front about it. Let's hit them up real quick. Just yes. uh, Neil, you predicted that the Wolves will finish with more than 35 wins. Oh, it was so close to happening. 31 I, and 51. Two weeks ago, I thought it was happening for sure. They just had to go 500, but of course, they lose six in a row to end it. Wolves finished 31 51. They did not get to 35 wins. Dang. That's all right. Once we get the sixth pick in like a six man draft, you'll be happy. All right, Scott, you predicted that the Wolves will not make a deal at the trade deadline. Oh, nobody wants what we're selling you. They guys. stayed pat. They we really didn't have guys. a lot to offer. So you did it. You predicted it correctly. It's always good to predict nothing will happen. <laughs> Neil, your next prediction was that Towns will set a new season-slash-career high in points. He's going to score 48-plus points in one of the final 15 games. He scored 47 at home against the New York Knicks on November 30th. Yeah, Anita Towns basically did a 50 at some point in the last couple weeks of the season. He didn't do it. I really thought Sunday, that L.A. game where he had 40, he had like 25 at the half. I was like, this is it. This is it. But then Wiggins also had to join the party and get 40 as well. I mean, that was the perfect night for it. The guards weren't scoring like we talked about. That that was the night. It's the perfect storm for Towns where the opposing team has no centers. They were just playing for small guys. Like Tariq Black was the biggest guy that was playing. That was the night, but it wasn't to be 20. We'll take 40 and 20 from Towns. That that was pretty good. Um, And then finally, Finally, um, Scott, you predicted that Wiggins would finish the season with more points than Carl Anthony Towns. Just because Towns is a ball hog. Cat uh, <laughs> finished with an average of 25.1. Wiggins finished with 23.6. Cat finished with uh, 2,061 total points. Most Wiggins, in Timberwolves history. Yeah, Wiggins finished with uh, one 1,933. Which gets him on the top at 10 list. We oh, have yeah. two of the best. You know, that's what happens when you play 82 games and you score a lot. Yeah, so yes. So those are some follow-up on those predictions. We are going to make some prediction, one more prediction each here uh, for the upcoming summer. We have a very important summer coming up. We got the draft. We got free agency. We got guys hopefully improving. 
and stuff like that. So let's make some predictions of things that might happen this summer. All right, Neil, hit me with your first prediction. Okay, I think for my predictions, something we already talked about a little bit already in the show, but I think less than half of the players on this year's current roster will return for next season. I got like six or seven guys who are going to be coming back. There's, I think good, there's going to be heads rolling. I think Thibodeau. Um, yeah, it's hard to see. Yeah, Rush won't come back. Hard to see Hill coming back unless we give him a player option. I feel like it's a team option, but if we give him a player option, he's definitely coming back. Yeah. Easiest seven million dollars ever made. Shabazz is gone. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's gonna you know break the bank. Trying I to think get one of Bielitsa and Jones will be gone. Um, so I think one of them. I think I don't know who. Caspi will be gone. Caspi not coming back. Jordan, Jordan Hill not coming back. I believe Peck. we can stretch Peck and he'll be off. The All books. those guys are gone. Off so. the injury reports at least. Yeah. So beyond that, you don't. You're not left with much i think there'll be a major overhaul coming this season so i, I think less than half will be coming back i think that's probably a pretty good call tibbs only plays eight players anyway so <laughs> you know keep the core yeah we'll see but <laughs> you know that's the thing that makes that's why i'm trying to use all these drops tonight because if this is the last time we get to use ricky rubio or shabazz <laughs> muhammad oh. drops i'm gonna be really heartbroken uh, about that okay yeah um my prediction is i have to go one up like i said i predicted that you know everybody I predicted that Wiggins and Towns are both going to score 40 points in the same game, but then they did it before I got to my next predicted segment. So I'm going to double down and say the big three all score 40 points in the same game. That's Levine, Wiggins, Towns, all with 40 points each. After I saw how much of the scoring load they took on in the Lakers game, I'm like, yeah, there are going to be some games where like Gorgie and... And, you know, Ricky and everyone else aren't scoring, and it's just going to be those three gunning it up. So this isn't a summer prediction. This is for all of next season. Yes. All right, next season prediction. If it was a summer prediction, it's going to be that we're going to spend way too much time obsessing over the new D-League and all the signings of the new players for the D-League. The Drew League. Filling out. We get two extra roster spots because of the new CBA. So, like, you can have more fluidity with people coming up and down with the D-League. Uh, I and mean, we're going to spend a lot of time getting – Spending way too much time reading up on the D League this summer. Those are our predictions. Let us know what your predictions are for this summer at Wolvescast. Tweet at us. And uh, yeah, time to get to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Present them, we will. The last weekly Wolfies of the season. Got to give out some awards. You know, we, we played some games. The Wolves were terrible this week, but time to give out awards anyway. Could be for a bad thing. Who knows? I'll start us out. I'm giving the weekly Wolfie to Ricky Rubio for reaching his bonus. He had a contract bonus this year. So his bonus was if he shot above 40% from the field. He would uh, get an extra one hundred thousand dollars this nice. season, and uh, he didn't shoot like forty point five percent or something like that. Nice. They held him out in the last game of the season, probably exclusively for this reason, which is a little weird. But Maybe I'm happy for Ricky. Shoot. I'm happy for Ricky. You know, being able to reach this milestone. I especially think you know, oh, R- oh, Ricky's being greedy. Well, you know what? Ricky just started a foundation. Uh, in his mother's name for lung cancer awareness, all this money is probably going to that. Think about that when you before you worry about. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Or his yearly Ricky Rubio summer camp. Yeah, that helps kids yeah. Ending. Ricky's a good guy. This money's going to go to a good a good uh, source. So Ricky Rubio reaching a hundred, uh, reaching that bonus for an extra hundred k. Shout out to him. I'm okay with him sitting the last game of the season. Whatever, it was meaningless anyway. And who it's knows fine. whose idea that was too? We don't know that. I'm happy for Ricky and his. I saw. Did season. you see the Mo Harkless thing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mo Harkless had to, had a similar bonus in his contract about three like, point shooting. Yeah, it was he had to be, be over forty percent, and I think from it was three. like five hundred thousand dollars. It was, was five hundred. Yeah, and, he uh, shot zero shots from three last night. Uh, no, the last four games yeah, he hasn't taken he a single three him, point yeah. shot because yeah. he was sitting at forty point five percent. So he's like, nah, I'm not going to take any more. He had this. a funny tweet the other night that said like, uh, he said like, haha, I guess dinner's on me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, he's aware about it. Oh, but yeah, shouts R- to him. Ricky, uh, career high. How can you be Mo Harkless? Career high and field goal percentage and uh, E field goal percentage. He deserved uh, it. Field he goal earned percentage. that, man. So he so did much it. better. Shout out to Ricky. Weekly Wolfie to him. Also, he's uh, set like t- he's top five, maybe even like yeah. top two in field goal uh, free throw percentage for a Wolf in a single season. Yeah. 89% One of the best year. free throw shooting seasons that Wolf has ever had. Crazy. So shout out to Ricky for that. Amazing shooting for free throw line. All right. My Weekly Wolfie goes to Andrew Wiggins' Instagram post. Ooh, and I follow these guys that. on social media. It's the only like way he, you'll get to see their faces all summer. Ha. Uh, he he tweeted a, or in, he grammed, a, grammed it. 
a photo of him and Wiggins, I mean him and Towns together, with the caption, walk like wolves, we were never born to run. Is that a common line? That's a reference to one of my favorite comments. It's probably my favorite comments on is the comment. B, the intro. And by common, the line record. is "Walk like warriors." We were never born to run. Oh yeah, that song is one of my like probably like top twenty favorite songs of all time. So I love. I just got geeked out that he did that. I like that he's ge- taking pride in the wolves. It looks like he's gearing yeah. up to mentally be here for the next you know decade with him in towns. So uh, happy to see him do that. But more so, I just wanted you to link it in the show notes, Neil, so everyone can hear that. Carl Anth- or Carmar- Carmelo Anthony, a young Carmelo Anthony is in the music video for that. What? Unfortunately, the music video, like the best one online is like 360p, so it's a little pixely, but <laughs> you'll see it. You're going to link, you're, Neil, it's yeah, going to link Yeah, you'll find it. it in show notes. Go so look at uh, show notes in your podcast player. Is it the song B? Yep. Okay, cool. Because that's the name of the album as well. Yeah. Well, it's the intro. It's the first song. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's very short, but it's sweet. It's my one of my favorite songs of all time, and Wiggins likes it too. It makes me think we, me and Wiggins are probably made for each other. We could probably be really good friends. Be roommates. Oh, man, well, that'd be so cool. Hanging out with his puppy dog. Oh, I could take care of the dog. We, <laughs> I, I would probably call duty with him and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what dogs do. All right. Oh, not with the dog, with Andrew. Oh, I see, I see. Well, Andrew's dog might play sure, Call of he's Duty. he's in. He's in, too. Yeah, at least he knows how to watch it. All right, those are our final Weekly Wolfies for the season. Congratulations to all the Weekly Wolfie recipients from the whole season. Time to play one more game final to game wrap things season. up. All right, Neil, we're just going to run through this. Uh, i got a handful of questions for you. Questions that you missed this year. I'm going to give you a second chance to answer questions that oh, you got wrong on the no. show this year. Wait, so I missed these earlier. Yeah, you missed these this season. I'm just going to give you a second chance on some of them. All right, first up is a recipe. I'm going to give you a recipe for a current Timberwolves player, someone on the team this season. After Town said that he he's a chef in taking pieces of everyone's game in an oh, article. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you take Shaq's post-up game. You add Charles Barkley's rebounding. Corey Brewer's temperament on fast breaks, Kobe's disposition towards passing, Carl Boozer's screaming, and the motor of a 747. I think you're talking about DeMarcus Cousins? Oh, you, you made the same error. You made literally the same error last time. I said it's a Timberwolf from this year's team, and you you said it twice. Shabazz Muhammad? There Thank we you. go. I, Thank I, you. You redeemed yourself. That's sorry, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's funny you made the same mistake. Yeah. Uh, okay, next. Is this a Star Wars uh, character, Neil, or an NBA player? <laughs> Bulbs Ehlers. Bulbs Ehlers. Is, I probably thought it was Star Wars, so it's got to be an NBA player. There right. we go. I reverse Celtics my first. Thinking. Yeah, exactly. You have to go against your instinct. Yes. It's a Celtics, Celtics first ever draft pick. All right, Bulbs. Neil. Who makes more this season? Is it Chris Dunn or Nemanja Bjelica? More money. Probably, ooh, again, I'm going to go against my thought. I'm going to say Bielitsa makes more. Ah. Uh, Don makes 3.87. Bielitsa makes 3.8. <laughs> Cheap. So close. <laughs> All right, Neil. $100,000. I know. What is M- Michael Beasley's favorite Twin Cities restaurant? Neil, is it A, Fogo de Chao, B, Crave, C, Murray Steakhouse, or D, McDonald's? McDonald's. Thank you. Thank you. I got that wrong. I probably said Fogo before. I probably said Fogo. Yeah, he did say Fogo. Well, then here's the follow-up. Which of the, these menu items do, does Bees not get in his normal McDonald's run? Okay, okay. He gets everything except one of these options. Two cheeseburgers and two large fries. B, two snack wraps with no sauce. C, two McChickens with extra sauce. Or D, two apple pies and a large milkshake. I'll go B, uh, snack wraps, no sauce. Ah, uh, you said the same ah. thing. You said the same thing last time. It's actually two McChickens with extra sauce. Mm. All right, Neil. In the game, Shabazz versus Shabazz. Shabazz versus Shabazz. Where I asked you, is it Shabazz Muhammad or Shabazz Napier? I asked you, who averages one assist per game? I looked at it. The numbers are still current. Who averages one persist assist per game this season? Was it Shabazz, Napier, or Shabazz Muhammad? I mean, Napier is the point guard. I would think he would average more than one assist. So, is that right though, or is that backwards? Did I guess that the first time around? I'm thinking, I'm, 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 wow. Gotta go against your heart here. I'm gonna go Shabazz Muhammad. He's he only averages one. Wow. You, you used the same me. reasoning last time. No, you uh. said like Shabazz has got to average more than one because he's a point guard. You said the same thing on the podcast when we did this. He averages 1.3. Boz is 0.4. He brought his career assist right. numbers down thinking? this year. What am I thinking? He brought his career number down this season. All right, two more questions, Neil. Which player has two last names on this team? 
um, what do you mean by that? Like, like, there's a whole round we did of questions about players' names. And so I was asking, like, well, whose middle name is this? Whose last name is this? And there's one player on this team who has two last names. Carl Anthony Towns, but that's a that's like a hyphenated first. Yeah, it's not him. It's not him. Uh, then two last names. Is it? Um, wow. Who could it be? Not someone recent. And, and, no, it's current player, but he doesn't use it. You know, it's not like on his jersey or anything. Yeah. Um, hmm. I will. I'll just have to take a guess and say Gorgie Jang. It's Ricky Rubio. He's got both uh, his mom and his dad's name. Ricky right. Rubio, Evives, Evives, Evives. Crap. Yeah. Final nail question. You got this wrong last time, so hopefully you'll get it right this time. From the Would You Rather round. Would you rather be able to shoot the ball like Curry or dunk like Zach Levine? Uh, the answer is dunk like Zach Levine. Thank you're you. Right. Last time you were like, well, if I could shoot like Curry, then I'd, I would always be good as I got older. And I was like, Neil, you got to pick dunk like Zach Levine because you can only do that for a little bit of time, whereas we have the rest of our lives to get good at shooting. Shooting is something that you could practice and get better at as you grow older. Yeah. You can't do that with dunking. It's true. pretty much just downhill for you and me here. So true, true, true. That is the correct answer for sure. Wow. All right. Thanks. Uh, well, I redeemed myself on some of those, and uh, some of them I'm still as bad as I was before. Dang. Well, episode 50 in the books. That's right. We made it to the big 5-0. 5-0. We've do you been think doing we'll be in the playoffs times. before episode 100? Uh, 100, another two years. Yeah, we'll do it before 75. Yeah, for sure. Well, well then it. I'm going to record one every week this summer just Let's to go. get us to 75 quicker. Let's go, yeah. Um, I want to thank a lot of people. Um, yeah. I want to thank Robert. Thank yous. Robert, who hosted a se- uh, an episode this season with filled me. Filled in. You were out of the country. That's right. Robert filling in. And uh, he also played Jeopardy with us in our season previews. Amazing. Amazing for him to come up with that Jeopardy game for us. Thank you, Robert. I want to thank all of our guests that you interviewed this season. Yeah. Absolutely. Alex Conover, uh, Jeff Munichy. Dave Brower. Uh, yeah, David Sherman yep. um, as well. and uh, Steve McPherson. Steve McPherson. Those are the ones. So thank you to our guests for five questions for coming into the show. I want to thank the trivia teams who come out to trivia at Darby's at 6 p.m. It's a good way to interact with me throughout the summer. Draw Wolf. There's a lot of Draw Wolf by your team name. Dat Boys drew a very good wolf, and so did uh, my wife's team. So, they listen, and they listen. Um, thanks for coming out. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our listeners who support us with mailbag questions. I was going to get go through and get all your names, but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be Lee Ellis reading a whole list sure. of Twitter names. But thank you to everyone who sent yeah. in Twitter questions, anybody who has bought our pins. Yeah. We got a Tom Thibodeau pin. We have a KG for MVP license plate pin that you can get at wolvescast.com. Still available. Uh, go get it. ICE is the promo code for the Thibodeau one, free shipping, and a Big Ticket big is ticket. the promo code for the KG one, free shipping. Don't pay for shipping. Come on. That's right. I want to say thank you to um, everybody for listening throughout the entire season. I mean, it's like we said, it's been ups and downs. It hasn't been easy the whole time. It's not fun to listen to a podcast about a bad team, but here you are. (laughs) I I was way more depressed at the beginning of the season when we weren't dead yet because of Donald Trump. Man, (laughs) I went back to listen to some old episodes. I was a real bummer back then, you guys. Look how easily we normalize ourselves to evil. Yeah, really. Um, um, a couple sound drops. Jack Link's jerky. That's right. Close it on out. Also, I want to say. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. I, I've loved Ricky Rubio more for longer than I've known my wife. So, Ricky, if this is your final game or season with us, uh, I love you, buddy. You'll always be my favorite. I want to give a shout out to Charlie Murphy. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Rest Most in peace. appropriate. Rest Most in peace, appropriate. Charlie Murphy. For that one. Legendary. Wow. Well, Neil, it was a lot of fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to not seeing your ugly face every week. No, I'm no sorry. more Thursdays. Uh, no more Thursdays. <laughs> and really, I mean, the, we see each other when we're going to all those games. I think yeah. I was 15-3 and three on the season when nice I was work. going to games. Nice work. So that means I saw almost half of the Timberwolves games in person. Impressive. Why don't you give me more free tickets, Timberwolves? They'll win more. Or I'll see more losses. Um, yeah. This is a goodbye for regularly scheduled Wolves cast shows, but we will have some special edition shows coming this summer based probably around draft and free agency, whenever stuff happens for the Wolves. Yeah, Neil's um, not going on a tour this summer. I'll so, be home uh, all summer. We'll be all available summer. to record. 
pods, whenever something big comes up, if we end up signing, you know, like Paul Millsap Paul, or something, we yeah. can go to the emergency Paul yes. Millsap episode or something like that. You yeah. Know? So the best way to, to know about those things is to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or follow us on Twitter at Wolvescast and you'll be able to see when we have new shows coming through. So keep on listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next the next season with regular scheduled shows again. Keep it going. It'll be fun. We should have, I wish we had a cool s- slogan or saying we could go out on here. <laughs> We're going to go out on some Tom Thibodeau, you guys. So some, some words, some words uh, of encouragement uh, for the end of the season here. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, we'll see, see you next uh, season. We'll see you occasionally this summer. And then, yeah, back uh, next season for regular scheduled shows. New look, new era for yeah, Wolvescast. New era Wolvescast. Actually, Neil, I forgot. Let's not change the podcast name next next fall. Actually, let's not. Let's I, leak it. You just reminded me. You just reminded me, actually. I wanted to tell you something. Yeah. I'm not actually going to be able to do this podcast next season. Oh, yeah, why not? Um, I've got offered a position on another pod. Mm, what's it called? It's called Timberpod, mm. and I host it with Caroline, our okay. younger sister. And well, I understand. We're going to be talking about similar things, so it's a conflict of interest. So this is the last episode of me on it. Maybe next year, and you'll have a co-host, or maybe this is the last episode you'll ever hear. I guess you'll have to stay tuned to this massive cliffhanger that'll maybe just you know worry you all off-season. Next, um, next year, Timberpod and Wolvescast going head-to-head. You pick your favorite show. Which one do you like more? That's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna split. We're gonna split the boat. You know what I mean? We're gonna have two shows for you to listen Timber to. Timber Pod for life. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next year. Bye. And if we want to change this, it's gonna take more determination than what we've shown. Uh, you know, there's now going on 13 years of losing. I'm sick of it after one, and there has to be more.